So this morning I made Eggs Benedict. Oh, okay. I was on a kick for a while there, and I was doing it a lot, and I've made my hollandaise sauce just perfect. And I made – it was pretty good this morning, but I made my hollandaise. It was the worst hollandaise I've ever made. Oh, no. It just broke. It was just like – like Sarah actually got the good one. Like I made hers first. I layered a bunch of hollandaise on there. Um, and then by the time I got to mine, it was just like completely chunky. <laughs> I, oh. like, I took it off the heat. I, I kept whiskey, you know. It's but, I, but what came to mind is a bad hollandaise is still better than almost anything. <laughs> it tastes so good. <laughs> I don't care. I just whisked it again, put it all over there. I'm like, this would never. I would never take a picture of this, but it tastes mm-hmm. so good. It was the best of days. It was the worst of all. That was the worst of all. <laughs> and there's our cold open. Welcome, everybody. This is Impasta Syndrome, an experimental food podcast between me, Jesse, and Brad. <laughs> you know, we have, to, we have to be so buttoned up and professional in our other uh, podcasts on the feed. This is nice just to let our hair down, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be a different experience um, talking about stuff that I'm passionate about in a completely different way. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of one of those things where, like, the Venn diagram of your nerd interests can kind of intersect here a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, obsession, uh, obsessive tendencies tend yeah. to spread into different areas, and food is definitely one of them. And if you guys, as dwellers, are not into the food chat, obviously, just uh, go ahead and skip to the next episode that's coming out of uh, Roleplay-related games, <laughs> stuff like that. Ah, where's the fun in that? Everyone should stay. And I think we'll end up releasing this kind of um, sporadically. This isn't going to be like a every week kind of thing, but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what the reaction to it is and go from there. But I, I love talking about food. Yeah, absolutely. And if you know you guys like hearing this and want to hear more, please let us know. I gotta say, Brad came up with an awesome name. Yes, I came up with just doing food in general because I was listening to. <laughs> I got to give credit to uh, Home Cooking Podcast, uh, Harishikesh Herway and Samin Nosrat. Uh, I got her, I got her cookbook, and I haven't made too much out of it yet because I'm ADHD. But it's <laughs> it's a great it's a great cookbook. Everybody knows uh, salt, fat, uh, acid, heat. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, great podcast. They're super chill. Uh, they only do now one episode every year, and it's for Thanksgiving. And I said we got to do a Thanksgiving episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's literally my favorite holiday. So, it, uh, for the sole reason of it being all about food. Yeah. And we just, we talked about that. I think we talked about doing this last year and we were like, ah, oh, we'll get to it. And I said, this year we have to talk about our Thanksgivings. Yeah. We definitely did not get to it last year. <laughs> and, uh, unfortunately, I didn't actually cook. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that, but we'll, we'll, let's go with the real cooking stories first and then I'll, I'll cross over into my, uh, laziness. 
I mean, I, I guess we can we can we can start with me then, <laughs> um, since I did cook a mostly successful Thanksgiving holiday dinner. Most of it looked great. Uh, what you sent pictures of and what you didn't send pictures of, I assume, is what probably didn't. Pan- uh, yeah, no. Um, the I guess somewhat important aspect of Thanksgiving uh, did not succeed, which was the turkey. He's <laughs> um, just going right into it, huh? Yeah, no. I mean, I I made a lot of different things. Some things not quite the first time ever, but uh, kind of, kind of uh, somewhat new. Uh, I've never, I haven't really made too many lasagnas, but I did make a a very successful lasagna. Uh, and that was that was a lot of fun. I'm proud of you for trying that because um, uh, that was actually like a new family tradition for us. My mom got so tired of doing Thanksgiving food that she started doing lasagnas for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's really something that a lot of people like. Um, that it, it it's not as holiday esque as the turkey or the Christmas ham or anything like that. But uh, it's still it's it's great comfort food. I I love a good lasagna. It's top tier. It is it is one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, I mean it's it's pasta, cheese, sauce, meat. If you want, it it's got everything that you could possibly want in a meal. Other than you know, well, no, I mean you get you have well tomatoes aren't vegetables, so <laughs> we'll call them. We can take <laughs> you, a stand. We you can take got a the stand. fruit slash vegetable aspect in the sauce. <laughs> so it was a lasagna fruit salad <laughs> oh no let's not go that. <laughs> oh no so, well the good the good news is you actually just crossed off uh, uh the requisite i was like sarah asked me when i told her about the podcast in general she said are you guys going to talk about pasta and i said probably at some point but yeah now we, yeah now, i mean now we have it, it, pasta is a top tier food as well so i mean i speaking of pasta though i did also make mac and cheese I'm not sure if you consider that pasta pasta. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, um, I use cavatappi pasta in mine, mm. uh, which uh, I got a little bit of hate on for. Because <laughs> it, they're like, it's not elbow macaroni, and I'm, I don't care. I I want large, chunky mac and cheese. I don't want tiny, little elbow macaroni. I have to look up the shape of this noodle. It's like a corkscrew with a hole in the middle. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a good noodle. It's totally acceptable for mac and cheese. Right, right. I mean, yes. If it is, uh, it sets a little bit, or you got thick sauce, you might have to cut with a knife to get it out. But it's still good. Like you get that cheese inside the middle there. You get, you know, a little bit of chewiness because there's extra uh, body to it. <laughs> just a nice, it. nice little doughy bite. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I'm a mac and cheese barbarian. I'll make it with bow ties. I don't give a shit. You know, I I would I would do bow ties. <laughs> I will do any kind of. I, I'll throw some spaghetti and some cheese and, <laughs> and eat that. I was gonna say that might be my line. Is I don't think I could make it with with uh, with spaghetti. And then I was started thinking about it. I'm like, probably would be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, it would it would definitely it's it's pasta and cheese. You can't <laughs> like you can't go against that. Um, although uh, what is it, bucatini? Is that the one that one pasta? It's like a spaghetti, but it's got the hole in the middle. Oh yes, yeah. I think yeah, I, that, I can't I can't vouch for the name being correct, but yes, I love that noodle. Buc- it's either bucatelli, bucatini, something like that. Anything with a hole in the middle is good <laughs> for, good for cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will say the secret to um, that I used 
with uh, my mac and cheese was when I was making all like the seasonings and everything, the flavoring for it, uh, threw some bay leaf in there. You gotta respect the bay leaf. Bay leaf is so versatile. It was in so many things of what I you know made for Thanksgiving dinner. A uh, little nutmeg because I heard that gives a little kick. Yep. No idea if it worked or not, but it was in there. It, the same I, for me. I can never really tell what bay leaf does unless I don't put it in there. And I think yeah, that's no, the same no thing idea. with nutmeg. I think it's the same yeah. thing. I think I think it gives it that earthy tone is something that someone who knows what they're talking about would probably say. Yeah, layers um, of flavors. Got yes, that 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 <laughs> certain aspect of indescribable umami. Gotta love it. Yes. Yes. I'll let the cat out of the bag just because I want to do uh, a little vent on. I didn't get mac and cheese. Um, we went to. I, I am. I am the Thanksgiving guy here. <laughs> we did two or three uh, family Thanksgivings down here at our house, and this year I just. I told Sarah maybe a month ago. I said, just let everybody know. I don't. I just don't have it in me this this year. I got to take a break. We got to do something else. If we want to go to somebody else's house or do a potluck or something. And this is no shade to the family, but like when I do think, cause they, you know, they contribute stuff. They'll bring, you know, somebody will bring dessert and somebody will bring a side and that's great. But right. when I'm going to do Thanksgiving, I'm going to do like you do nine or 10 different things. And I can't just say, let's take it easy this year and do three things. I'd have to do oh, nine no. or 10 things. So I just said, I don't have it in me this year. I got, let's, let's either go out or go to somebody else's house. And we ended up going out. We went to a beautiful restaurant. We love it called the Columbia, like old school Florida staple. And I don't want to call it a chain. It's family owned since 1800 something. Uh, But there's, I think, three or four locations. We go to the one in celebration because it's closest to us. Um, But they do a Thanksgiving menu and it's fantastic. It's Cuban uh, slash Spanish takes on everything. Okay. And they do all the staples, but. They don't even bother with mac and cheese, and that's the that's the mm. thing you miss. I don't see. I, I do have a similar-ish experience. Um, slightly different aspect of a story, but um, so I am. Despite having wanted to be a cook, chef, whatever, um, my entire life, I am an extremely, extremely picky eater. Um, which is why I didn't become a chef because <laughs> you I, yeah, you have to taste things. I don't eat any kind of seafood whatsoever. And that was my biggest thing is like, no, I, I can't cook something and not know if it tastes good. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't feel good about serving it if I didn't know that it was going to taste good. And I will not eat seafood. But a few years ago when I was trying to start eating healthy and um, I had read that sweet potatoes are better for you than regular potatoes. No idea how on the validity of that or anything like that, but I, I bought in. I was like, okay, you know what? I've avoided sweet potatoes my entire life because they're weird. They're not white, plain, you know, butter and milk, mashed potatoes or potatoes or whatever. Let me finally try them. So I did what I do, and I researched like 15,000 recipes, pick and chose what I wanted to do, and I made sweet potatoes. I'm like, okay, no, I, I like these. Just uh, Typically, just cut them up and cube them, roast them, and eat them that way. Um, but since I've been eating sweet potatoes, not a single event that I've been to has had sweet potato casserole. Oh. That was the one thing my whole life with like the, the marshmallows roasted on top. I'm like, if I liked these, I would eat it. I finally like these, and it's not there. It doesn't show up, yeah. 
I don't know what it was. Every other, I swear, every other family event, those were present until I like them. And then they're not going to be there. Hit us up in the comments. Let us know if you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's your take? Did this, did this, did this go away? Cause I think you're right. Like I, they did have sweet potatoes at the, uh, the Columbia and they were really good. They put, uh, I don't know what kind of nut I, I'm assuming it's walnuts or something like that. Uh, maybe pecans. I think maybe. it goes a lot on them. It's like really super crumbled in there, so it's not like a big like mm. can't like get a judgy bite. It's just like a nice texture to it, but no casserole. And I'm I'm okay. You don't necessarily need the marshmallow stuff for me, but I'm with you. I don't think I've seen the classic sweet potato casserole except for when I made it. Yeah, and like I said, it was just like something like it, it was something I'd so been looking forward to. So finally this year, I'm like, I'm doing Thanksgiving. I'm making it. There you go. <laughs> and it was it was everything I had hoped for. It was there was so many different flavors. There was cinnamon and brown sugar and clove, maybe a little too much clove. The sweetness from the marshmallows, the just just the general sweet potato flavor. I I'm in love. Like I, I have to have this at every holiday now. Easy to over clove. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a it's a very strong flavor and I really didn't put much. But it, I guess it does just really carry over very strongly. And you know what? I think I have to kind of backtrack a little bit because I I think I made the sweet potatoes the first Thanksgiving we did. But I have to give a shout out to Sarah's Aunt Lara because her sweet potatoes are insane. I don't know. I wouldn't call it a sweet potato casserole. I, this is the way she makes the sweet potatoes are just bananas. So I haven't made them probably okay. for the last two years. Are they mashed or are they like together? They are mashed. They're like, yeah, okay. it, it's, but it's super, it's the first thing that's gone at the Thanksgiving table. And it's always a bummer because I'm like, <laughs> I just did nine things. And the first thing that's gone is this thing, sweet potatoes. And I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. I mean, even every holiday, no matter which one it is, if there's food, you got to go for the side you want first. You have to. Like, there's going to be leftover main dish stuff, but the sides, especially the ones that like people don't bring a lot of, you got to go right for that. Yeah, I will say you just mentioned leftovers. I will say we just didn't have any because we went to the restaurant. <laughs> that <laughs> does it, suck. I, I don't know. It, it was kind of. It might have been a benefit. I, I I feel like I I love having the leftovers, and then but I also just have no fridge space for a week and a half, and then I throw half of the stuff away anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I could see that, but you the, got kids well, though. They tear that yeah, shit up. Well, yeah, not really. My kids are like. They took my pickiness to a whole nother level. Oh no! Um, so like ninety percent <laughs> of what I made, and I, I went into into it knowing this because they've tried most of the stuff I cook. And if a kid does not genuinely like the food, I'm not I'm not going to force them to eat food yeah. because I don't force myself to eat food that I don't right. like. Right. Well, it's also just a kind of a bad precedent to set. Right. Right. So um, gotta, I, I went into it knowing. Try. Yeah. You gotta yeah, try something. Yeah. yeah. Um. I will say the very well. First off, the first thing I don't like about having leftovers um, is what I do to myself every year that I do have leftovers, which is gain like ten pounds yep. the week after because all I do is eat those leftovers. Yep. Um, <laughs> for three meals a day for do as long you, as it lasts. And do you feel bad? Like for me, I don't. I think I, I saw a, like a Noom commercial or something where it was like I've been conditioned to clear my plate since childhood, and I was like. Oops. I, I, for me, it's like, I can't, I don't want to throw all this food away. So when I do get my leftover plate, I go ape shit. Oh, absolutely. And I'm like, and I'm, like at the, I'm halfway through the plate. And I'm like, I, I don't, 
I don't need to eat anymore, but I I don't want to throw it away. Let me just right. If I'm not ashamed by the amount of food on my plate when it comes to leftovers, then I'm not doing it right. Yeah, I'll never <laughs> <laughs> I'll never eat myself physically sick, but I will eat myself mentally sad. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like it's part of the leftover experience. Oh man, uh, I think a good tangent from that would be uh, we had to go early. I mean, I guess people have their Thanksgiving dinners kind of early, but since we were going out... Which I hate, by the way. I know, me too. Well, since we were going out, it felt different. It felt like we should be able to get whatever time we want, but we booked it a month before Thanksgiving, so they had one spot for eight people, um, and it was 3.30. (laughs) Yeah, so we're there. I think we were there for about two hours, too, so I mean, we took our time with it, but um, at whatever time we left, 5.15, I was ready to go to bed and then we couldn't we had to do we went back to sarah's mom's house and had the desserts and hung out there for another couple hours and i was like i was uncle jesse falling asleep on the the, 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 just drifting and no i'm just resting my eyes right right i'm definitely not (laughs) asleep at all why would you ask at least there was no cleaning up so i didn't have to you know, I didn't look like I was trying to avoid the cleaning up process. Right, right. There, <laughs> there was no guilt in the sleep. It was just going for it. Oh, my God. But I will say their turkey was on point. It was, uh, it was very tender. They don't put a shit ton of gravy on it. It's kind of like, I won't say it's dry, but it's all—it's—it's it's not like I drown mine in gravy. Oh, um, yeah. on, my, on my plate, of course, not for, my, not for everybody. Right, but, um, yeah. No, I mean, you give people the option of the gravy, but... Personally, yeah, no, I am, I am drowning the bird. Like I'm looking at mine, and it's more like the gravy kind of was from the mashed potatoes. Like they didn't actually put gravy directly on the turkey at all, but the turkey okay. was just great. It was just like melt in your mouth. And I guess maybe we should, uh, maybe we should dig into the main course here. <laughs> I was hoping we'd be able to get through this without it. We could avoid it. Yeah, it is imperative to actually admit my own fault here. Um, so, uh, lesson learned on the offset is never try an absolutely brand new technique or recipe when when the meal may depend on it. And it is, it is the mainstay of the meal. So last year, um, I didn't do that. I, I knew I was going to, for the first time, deep fry turkey. Um, so I bought two turkeys. I deep fried one like the week before got the kinks out and figured that out and still didn't do it quite right the day of, but it was a lot better. You had a a trial run. What was the problem with that one? The first one you over fried? Uh, The first one, I think I over fried. I didn't. Yeah. I think I over fried that one. And then the the day of, I underestimated a little bit uh, how much time it was going to take because it was a larger bird than the first one. So uh, it still still got it to an edible and delicious state. Uh, just dinner was a little bit late than later than expected. If your dinner's not late for Thanksgiving, what are you even doing? Right, right. <laughs> there, there are. I will say, like, if one person's doing, you know, something, one thing, and then like everybody's pitching in and bringing stuff, and you know, you're only responsible for like one or two things, that it's a little bit on you. Yes. But when yes. you're juggling every literal plate for the meal, other than maybe desserts, um, yeah, no, you, you you get a little leeway because if anybody give, give, gives you attitude, like, okay, you don't eat. That's that's fine. <laughs> you, you can just not eat. We'll put you at the kids' table. 
Right. <laughs> um, so the technique that I tried uh, was I tried to spatchcock my turkey. And for, uh, for any of the uh, for any of the brand new newbies, what what does that entail? Uh, so essentially, it is removing the spine of a, a any poultry of uh, a bird. Um, in this case, obviously, the turkey. Uh, you flip it over, and you just use a really big, sharp knife, and you go to town, and you hack that crap out. And uh, flip it back over, and you crunch the chest bone so it's flat. Um, gives it more cooking surface, spreads it out. Um, supposed to be more even and quick cooking experience. Uh, the problem was, though, that I overestimated how effective that process was actually going to be. So I did not give myself nearly enough time. I, and the whole day, my girlfriend and my mom were like, are you sure you don't need to put the turkey in yet? I'm like, no, no, spatchcock. I got this. That's the worst because now, yeah, you, you've yep. been, you, now you have an I told you so moment. Exactly. Uh, and there were several. Uh, they started to begin when dinner was about a half hour late because the turkey was not ready yet. Uh, they're <laughs> very clearly not ready yet. Yes. Oh, it's still, um, it's still, it's still trying to escape. <laughs> yeah, that skin was still a, still that weird white semi-translucent color. Oh, um, and I, we're, we're talking double digits in temperature, not even like a hundred plus. It's, uh, it's a, it's a human. It's a ninety-eight-six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it, not even. I, I wish I could have said it was at that point. You know, <laughs> at, at that temperature, at that point, which it was not. Um, I even brought out my whole, my, my fancy, uh, you know, in oven thermometer that you can check from the outside. And, you know, that was all of $25, but it highly recommended save and you save yourself from losing heat, opening it and checking it. Every exactly. Time. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, I, I had everything ready, everything else, my lasagna, my green beans, my, you know, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, everything. But this turkey is just not, not cooking. So did you just start rolling stuff out and be like, this, this, this? Oh, we'll see. Me being me, I had the whole, um, like, uh, what do they call it? The the pans with the water and you use the little. Oh, uh, God. I know what you're talking about. I just can't think of the name of it. Like heating trays or something like that. Caterers Uh, thing. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Like the caters with the little, you light them and they're blue flames. Um, So I had that whole setup go and I had everything set out. It was covered to keep it warm. Uh, We're just waiting on this turkey. And for the half hour, it's got to rest. So uh, about an hour goes by, and this thing is still not even close. Uh, which at that point, I end up taking it out, cutting, uh, basically quartering it, uh, sweating the breasts and the thighs and legs. And I'm like, yeah, no, this is still raw, like raw, raw. Mm. At that point, I put it back in a pan, threw it in the oven at like 500, which is way <laughs> too high. <laughs> Um, and said, sorry guys, we're not having turkey, uh, let's eat. And we just went to town on everything else. That's, I'm sure it went really good though, because you make so many other things, but yeah, that's gotta be a a sour note for you more than anybody else. Everybody else is like, okay. Right. Yeah. And I really was like, oh, okay. We, you should have just said that like a half hour ago and (laughs) probably not wrong. Do you do a ham also? I, no, I, no. I, Chris, to, I do Christmas ham. I used to do a ham, like a smaller ham, alongside my turkey. And I think I, I think the first time I did it was because I was worried my turkey wasn't going to be ready. I could I, see it. Because I don't think I thought it as long as I, you know, I was kind of a super noob. I didn't know how long. And when I looked it up 
like the day before it was like it already should have been in there thawing (laughs) (laughs) so i was like oh let me just start thawing that and i'm gonna go buy a ham just in case you know no i mean uh, i could definitely see doing something like that but you know it's always good to have options some people don't really like turkey you know, turkey can be dry, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, makes uh, sense. I'm not sure how they pronounce this, but I, uh, the the warming tree is a, a bon marie. Oh, bay marie. <laughs> bay marie. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm assuming it's French. <laughs> a bon marie. <laughs> um, at least that's what I when I worked in a pizza place. So, I mean, you really can't uh, I, take that for truth. That's what we called it. it was the bay marie. See, and I thought that was also, I could be completely wrong, but I think that's the same thing you would call, like, a double boiler that you would do, like, a hollandaise sauce in. You would put, like, your... Similar concept. Yeah, it's just a... In, uh, indirect heat using water. Yeah, uh, I think, I don't know, maybe maybe it's the same thing, maybe it's, I mean, I'm getting it completely wrong, and they might, it's probably not French either, but <laughs> most, I, most food it, things come it, from French, right? very good. Oh, uh, well, uh, French, uh, Italy. <laughs> Doesn't sound very Italian. No. Oh, uh, this is a total tangent, but I got Sarah doing Duolingo with me now. I'm, uh, we're both doing Spanish, and oh, okay. she's reading her stuff out loud in Spanish. She sounds so Italian. <laughs> <laughs> she does so much Italian emphasis on her Spanish without knowing it. It just cracks me up every time. Does she speak Italian? Not really. No, her mom is a Spanish professor, and I'm. Oh. I'm I, so she, that was her whole education career, but she never learned it. She just didn't really care to learn it. And uh, I, I've been doing Duolingo, I got a 570-day streak going or something like that. Oh, wow. And her mom just got on it. And me and her mom were talking on the phone the other day. Sarah's like, my mom wants to talk to you? And I was like, okay. <laughs> it's actually it was on Thanksgiving, so I'm like, I hope there's a change of plans. Right. And, and then we're just chatting back and forth about Duolingo. And then Sarah got, like, jealous, I guess, and downloaded it. Oh, no. <laughs> so she's, like, waiting for food at the restaurant doing Duolingo. <laughs> And then when she came home later, she's uh, but her she just all, all, her pronunciation is just Italian. It's just it it is Italian, right, right. And it's just fantastic. It's super super cute. Yeah, I uh, I I wish I could uh, do that. I I can't. I've tried. Um, I just yeah. I mean, my girlfriend does does Duolingo, and she's been doing it for like five years straight. She's got this massive streak. Dang. Yeah, it's. Uh, Still, still can't really speak it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, oh, me neither. Yeah. I, I, I tell, I know enough to get through a couple things in my job, and but the funny thing is, as soon as you start speaking to somebody and you tell them you only know a little bit, they just go, "Oh, cool." Yeah. Free reign. Here you go. And you're like, no, All no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I truly don't know much. <laughs> so let me just like give the keywords, and <laughs> and you could give me yes and no's, and I'll figure out what I need to do to fix your internet. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but anyway, um, there is one topic I had to bring up on our Thanksgiving episode, especially since it's our first episode. Cranberry sauce. Okay. Okay. For me, I've always hated cranberry sauce. I've never, ever oh, no. wanted, I never wanted it. It was the most disgusting thing. And my mom didn't do like the total. I think she didn't do like the total can type, but she got something that was similar to that. And like I've been hearing nothing but if it's not shaped like a can, I don't want it. Like that's like the general consensus of people that I've like hear online. And I cannot stand cold, lumpy, gelatinous cranberry sauce. Um, so when I did my first Thanksgiving at our house, I said I'm going to make my own cranberry sauce. 
And I looked it up. It was the first recipe on Google. And it's the easiest thing you could ever hope to make. And it's incredible. Incredible. Like, there's no way you should ever be buying a can when you can take 15 minutes and make (laughs) this masterpiece. You know what I mean? And that's what they had at the Columbia. It was it was it was warm. It wasn't super hot. It was, but it was warm, and it had uh, definitely the hints of the orange. And ah, it's just I love it so much. But I think the general consensus is that's a, the the bougie cranberry sauce is is ass, and they want their they want their canned gloop shaped like <laughs> looks like a dog food. <laughs> it, it really does. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Not, <laughs> where do you stand I, i'm not ju- no no judgment um <laughs> i'm i'm a little bit of a little bit of b here um i i know how to make cranberry sauce i've made cranberry sauce i've made very bougie ass cranberry sauce um this year i just honestly i forgot it you went beyond me in the bougie-ness i think actually right you put um uh, all kinds of stuff in oh yeah, yeah yeah um it's uh it was based on a recipe that uh a 12th grade religion teacher in Catholic school gave out around around you know Christmas time oh, wow. I think it was um but it's it was cranberries oranges um some versions have walnut in it um but definitely the cranberry and a citrus flavor yes. whether you know is, I think orange really is the best one it's got to be yeah it's just it's it's just straight up good um I do like a chunky cranberry sauce yes so homemade definitely hits that note on it however i i will eat that shaped like a can stuff i i do (laughs) but uh, on the other side like uh, i can see where you're coming from because i do have uh some people that i know that have literally said if i don't see the ridges of the can i'm not eating it i I just don't understand it but like i and i have eaten that like that that is passable for me as like a spread on a on a bread for a leftover sandwich. Yeah. I just don't want a chunk of cold cranberry sauce in my mouth. And my stuff, you know, my, my homemade, if it ever makes it to leftovers, because it normally doesn't, uh, will refrigerate super well and get into this kind of gelatinous state and does the same thing. It's just, you serve it. I, I like to serve it warm and mm-hmm. ready to go. They, they, you know, I think the, even the recipe I used called for, you know, chill this after you make it and I don't know, man. I want. I want it a little bit warm. It's just a beautiful thing. I I got one for you then. Uh, not really cranberry sauce, but pretty much. All right. So here, here here's your recommendation for me for a semi Thanksgiving sandwich. <laughs> All right. Get yourself some ciabatta. Toast it up. Whip up some cranberry sauce with some cream cheese. Ooh. Spread that across across the ciabatta. Put some hot turkey. A little bit of gravy. Some kind of cheese, like a white cheese. And then you can throw spinach on there if you want. Top the other half of your body and go to town. That's a good sandwich. That sounds amazing. I'm thinking, I, my, my first thought was a, a sharp white cheddar, but I don't think I would do that. I'm thinking more like a provolone or something. Maybe. Provolone probably would work. I mean, even your, your basic, like Cooper Sharp. Cooper Sharp, probably pretty good, yeah. Yeah. I'm just into the sharpest of the sharp. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, extra sharp. I, I wish I could give the the brand name props, but there's one that's a, a, a aged white cheddar that I get at Publix, and it's just I think it's it's like aged for 15 years, but it costs like six bucks for the brick. It's not like it's not <laughs> like, it. and I'm like, how do you how do you guys 
what what are your overheads? <laughs> <laughs> but it's amazing. It's just really sharp. Anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. before I before I forget, I wanted to ask you the spatchcock thing. Where did you get the yeah. idea from this? Because I saw several posts online this year about spatchcock turkey. Is what what happened this year? So there's a bit of irony here. I actually uh, now for a bit of backstory, I was the kid who in God, I couldn't even tell you what age, but young, back when TVs were still furniture in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching like Emeril Lagasse and the Food Network and all this stuff. That's I learned spatchcocking back then. I've never done it until this Thanksgiving, but I learned about it, you know, through all those shows that I watched when I was younger. Yeah. Um. So this year, I was like, you know what? This this is kind of a bit a big change of a year. Let me try a big change with the turkey. Um. This is like a first one of my first big celebrations. Uh, after some changes in life, and figured let, let's let's give it a shot. Let's let the meal reflect that, right? <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, the turkey went a lot worse than those changes in life went. <laughs> but um, I, after cooking at five hundred for a while, it, it came out edible. But no, I did actually after I did it, and I had actually posted a, you know on social media a couple times uh, about how I was doing spatchcock the day after. Apparently, some big morning show they had shown how to spatchcock turkey on there maybe that's what it was yeah i was and a, yeah a lot of people asked like oh did you see it on this i was like i don't <laughs> i don't really watch tv i'm glad um, you, i'm glad you had an answer for me because i was like maybe it's a tiktok or something that i haven't seen that blew up but like i i literally saw three or four separate random posts about spatchcock turkeys and then you told me you were doing one i was like oh shit yeah no no i, I mean it may have also been a tiktok i have no clue but yeah, I think a lot of it came from that morning show, whatever it was. Good Morning America or something. <laughs> so I have to kind of backtrack to last year uh, because I made a turkey faux pas, but it was a happy accident. Um, oh. I had so much going on, and that's probably that's probably the one that wore me out for this year. I said I can't do that again. I was just juggling so much. Got a late start and juggle, juggle, juggle. Um, I cooked my turkey completely upside down. Oh, breast down. <laughs> breast down. Interesting. It actually turned out really good. <laughs> I can see it. I mean, uh, what about the skin? Did that come out crispy? Did you flip it at some point? I flipped it the last like forty minutes because I realized, and I was. Okay. No, I mean, and it, I think and that's I, generally your your skin crisping time anyway. I thought it was going to be a nightmare because I was like, uh, if I flip this now, is both sides going to be ruined? You know. Right. Uh, and I, I just, I'm, I gotta take the risk. Uh, nobody can know that I flipped this. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm going to put it on podcast. Yeah. <laughs> ah, well, I mean, nobody's listening to this anyway, so. Well, it beats the year that I uh, accidentally left the giblets inside. <laughs> Still not as bad as year. Uh, my stepdad dropped the turkey in the driveway uncooked, I believe. Um, and people were finding gravel in the turkey afterwards. Oh no! Yeah, so uh, you you didn't do that at least. I uh, I just gotta say, if you're looking for a juicy a juicy breast, uh, do it upside down, and then and, yeah. and then pretend you did it on purpose. Yeah, I, I you know I'm I'm disappointed my turkey didn't come out because now I've cooked turkeys before, lots of turkeys. Um, and I did what I did one year to a lesser extent this time, but I wrapped most of the turkey in bacon. To start off with. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, so the one one of the ones previously was not spatchcocked. I literally wrapped the entire thing 
pinned it with like toothpicks with bacon. But this one I did it mostly on the breast and kind of laid it since it was already flat, flat on the turkey. Um, gives you that extra like fat, juicy, yes. juiciness in the skin. That, and of course, on top of rubbing butter and seasoning underneath the skin. Um, so that was always been a hard thing for me, like to get it under the skin. I'm always scared I'm going to rip the skin completely off. So I do have to get into uh, actually getting up under there. And I do the seasoning on top and I try mm-hmm. to season the cavity real well. But yeah, I actually haven't gotten under the skin yet. It's it's not as hard because I had the same fear. It's not as hard as you would think uh, because the, the skin is actually pretty thick. And especially with the spatchcocking and it getting all moved around and stuff. You got, you got uh, it was already slack. loose. Yeah, there's some <laughs> yeah. slack. Uh, you're not like uh, scared. You're reaching up the turkey's butthole. It's it's already <laughs> it's already split. That's awesome. I uh, I do have to I do have to say I I'm a big proponent of uh, the Reynolds oven bags. I I, yep. I, I uh, love them. I love that them. was what uh, my my um, well not my mother in law yet, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, my girlfriend's mom had mentioned like every year she cooks it in uh, one of those bags and says she never has any issues. And she's like, and by the way, I don't have to spatchcock it, which was a nice little thing <laughs> for the night. Yeah, sassy. So uh, <laughs> it, it, it was, yeah, no, well deserved. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I, I looked up uh, the first time, I, the first time I was going to do it, I said, well, that seems like the most easy way to do it. And it worked so well for my first turkey that I was like, I'm doing this forever. Yeah. It keeps, I mean, keeps a lot of moisture in. Uh, and then when you have, you've bought a box of those and you only use one. Now you can make stuff like uh, crab boils and weird stuff in your oven. That, that's a hard like, pass for me. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could do, actually you would probably still love everything else in that bag. Oh, probably. Yeah. The, uh, you could probably do it completely crab free and still love it. Oh, I, I would throw some corn and some red potatoes yeah, and, corn, and stuff like that. Sausages. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. They put them in there. It's just, you just don't have the crab. But, I mean, as long as the crab never touches the bag, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Well, they are they are underwater insects, so I, I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I just, yeah, I, don't want it, I don't want the taste of my food. I've got a lot of uh, traumatic experiences I in my we'll, life. I think we'll have a, a whole other um, episode based on <laughs> Are the bugs of the the bugs of the sea? Bugs of the sea. Everything becomes a crab, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> anyway, um, we actually didn't do dessert at the place, and that's something I'd like to talk to you about. But we did. Oh. We just did store bought. I'm pretty sure. Um, forgive me if I'm wrong, family members. Uh, store bought like pies and uh, just good Briars vanilla ice cream and stuff like that at her mom's house afterwards. Okay, and that was really nice. You know, it was it saved us a lot of money. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, um, I'm conflicted here because this year I didn't I didn't make any uh, desserts or anything like that. Uh, I am, did you outsource? Uh, yeah, no, I I passed that on to her mom, who brought uh, a couple pies, an apple pie and a pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie is my absolute favorite dessert, bar none. Growing up, there was always two pumpkin pies. I'm apple all day. Oh, <laughs> two pumpkin pies. One was for me. <laughs> One was for the rest of the family. I was that fat, that fat kid. Yeah, uh, who got his own pie for? for <laughs> I'm apple every day of the week. I want. I do. I do a little bit of both. I will. I have to have a piece of pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving. I do. I just. But it, apple, my favorite dessert of all time, 
and Sarah can attest to this, I, I whine if they don't have it. Nobody ever really has it because it's almost too easy and low budget to make, is Apple Crisp. Okay. It's just the best thing you could ever make. No, it, I, it, I think it's good. I was going to say because if it's apple pie, I like the apple crumb pie. Yes. The, the uh, crumb is the most important part. Yes. Yeah. I don't want the pie. I don't even need the pie part. I just want, I want the crumble oh, and I want, and I want it burnt and I want it chewy. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I, I want some chew in there. I want a little bit of crisp, but I want mostly chew and hot over cold ice cream. Number one. Oh God. Yeah. And like some regular like vanilla bean ice yes. cream. Oh yes. You could dip briars straight up. Just, yeah. Just let it start melting and making that kind of custardy, oh, that custardy base. But, Chocolate is her thing, so every time, so we always compromise and get chocolate. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, honey, honey, you want apple pie? Great, I got this chocolate. Yeah. As a as a default, though, she knows if I see the words apple crisp on a menu, that's what we're getting. I just never see it because they'll have something appley, but it's never apple crisp. Yeah. Yeah. You got you got to get your mom to make apple crisp, I guess. Yeah. No, I have to. Probably do it. <laughs> I could probably do it. We'll have to check in next episode and see if I've done it since then. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I think that'll do it, right? I think, yeah, we, I think uh, so. I think we. I think we've made a first a good first impression. We didn't put our foot in our mouth too bad. We just told people how we messed up our turkeys and <laughs> and that yeah. you know this in, in, aspiring home chef decided to go out to dinner for Thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> and never overestimate the power of your spatchcock. <laughs> You know it. <laughs> <laughs> Might just let you down. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. For uh, for imposter syndrome, I'm Ben Jesse. Ben Jesse? I've 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 been Jesse. <laughs> I've been Brad my whole life too. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, and uh, have a happy holidays. No. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Is that the outro? <laughs> Gotta put a stinger on there. Uh, yeah, I think that works. <laughs> <laughs>